Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast, and we are talking mic drops. I will say I'm not a huge fan of mic drops. Let me let me rephrase. They are entertaining, but are they most the most productive way to go about uh, an honest intellectual conversation where you're trying to truly maybe make progress with somebody? I don't know about that, but I'm all for entertainment every now and then. And I read an article and I was thinking about doing the whole article. But then I came across just a little paragraph with a simple quote, and it illustrates really the key to everything. And it illustrates the, the viewpoint of, I mean, in a very simple form, kind of how the world works in terms of just having success, building wealth, making money. And if you're a newer listener, when I say building wealth, making money, I don't mean that in the sense of greed, 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 I need to build, I want to build that wealth so I can go out and buy a fleet of Lamborghinis and you know mansions around the world. Now, if that's your ultimate goal, then hey, go for it. I hope you get it. I mean, you're gonna have to hustle and grind, but uh, you know, I, I want you to get it. But I just mean in the general sense of, you know what, having success. Success being having money in your bank account, not being drowned, you know, not drowning in credit card debt. And that's what I'm really trying to get after here and this person, with, with one quote, really summarizes everything in the sense of, yeah, do you want to get ahead? Do you want to just you know make the most of whatever your pursuit is? Then really it boils down to a, a simple concept, and this concept is you know nothing new. We've talked about it time and time again. But I like the way this person worded it and kind of questioned the reporter that was interviewing them. And I, I you know... I don't know what the, the reporter's intent was. I mean, I can speculate, but do I actually know what was in their heart, what was in their mind? Uh, of course not. But it's, you know, it. there's this, if you're not aware, there's kind of this general philo philosophy among some where, you know, rich people are evil, rich people are bad, especially billionaires. You know, it's a, a, a problem. It's, it's just they're they're just greedy. They're just bad people. They're evil. They have all this money. They've you know, exploited people to get all this money. I mean, you, you, you've heard it, right? Unless you live under a rock, I'm sure you've heard this narrative that is out there. And I'm not going to comment on it one way or the other right now. I mean, <laughs> if you've listened to the show, I, I think you know where I stand on that. Uh, but to set up some context here, so this is comes from CNBC and their Make It section. And we're hearing once again from a billionaire, but Google billionaire Eric Schmidt on AOC. So what is that? Andrea or uh, Alexia? Ocasio Cortez, so AOC as she's known in the in more so the the political realm these days. But Google billionaire Eric Schmidt on AOC AOC's claim billionaires are a policy failure. So the article is just about her and her general premise that you know what billionaires aren't necessarily like bad people, but because a system, a structure in society allows somebody to become a billionaire, that, that's the failure, right? That it's it just, there's no reason to have billionaires. Billionaires should not be allowed to happen. That's, and like I said, I'm paraphrasing the article, but that's her main, you know, uh, her main approach. And I will give her credit where credit's due. At least she's not like some people that just flat out say, oh, you're a billionaire, and then boom, just like that, you must be evil. You must be a bad person. She doesn't take it that far. Again, her point is, just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you're like a bad, evil person, but I mean, it does reflect a failure of policy within the system. Like, how did you become a billionaire? That shouldn't be possible. Like, there's no need for you to have made all that money. It's just 
not required. It is a, you know, it is a system failure. And so, you know, th that's the whole premise. And then uh, Eric Schmidt, again, the billionaire, is being uh, interviewed by uh, an, uh, an interviewer, I guess, obviously. And let's see, where is that quote at here? There we are. So to set up the context a little bit more here. So this, uh, you know, person is interviewing Eric Schmidt and they bring up a book uh, called uh, Winner Takes All, The Elite Shrod, uh, or Shrade, excuse me, of Changing the World. And then this person says, you know, the, this is what the book says. And, you know, like I said, I don't know if the, the person doing the interview is uh, claiming this is also Eric Schmidt, the billionaire. But uh, the, the reporter says, you know, the book asserts that, and I quote, that people like yourself use philanthropy to alleviate social pressures, but also sh shape change in a way that will continue to benefit themselves. Okay. Now, Schmidt then told the, the reporter Shapiro, that is certainly not my goal. But I I personally disagree with the Schmidt here. I, 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 I don't know why he backed away from that. Let's actually break down the statement here. That people like yourself use philanthropy, so in other words, charity, right? Just You're just giving money to alleviate social pressure. So if you are alleviating social pressure, now, I would argue that, oh, I'm getting social pressure. I'm getting social pressure. Oh, well, that means I better start to you know donate money. I, I better start to go out there and do charity, again, which is what philanthropy is. So I, I disagree with that being the reason that you feel social pressure. But at the end of the day, what is actually happening? Well, charity is happening. Philanthropy is happening. Can you do charity? Can you do philanthropy? Can, can you do donations if you don't have any money? No, you can't. But you know what? What you can do is if you still have money. So then it says, but also shape change in a way that will continue to benefit themselves, which I don't see any problem with because I'm at least the way I'm reading this, benefit themselves, I'm assuming means that person makes even more money. But what are they doing with some of that money, again, due to apparently social pressure, where they're doing philanthropy? So, again, being forced to do philanthropy, I, I don't, you know, agree with that. But at the end of the day, philanthropy is happening. And guess what? Who cares if they're doing it in a way that shapes themselves? If it's philanthropy, if it's charity, if it's donating, and in the way that they're doing it, they're treating it almost like a business, dare I say, where, hey, you know what? If I donate money and, and I can get you know this, I, for, so for example, and I'm making this up, let's say that part of the philanthropy was, you know what? If I don't donate money to this section of people, I don't know who they are, I don't know where they are, but this section of people, and my philanthropy, my charity is gonna be, let's get them educated. Let's get them educated so that they can make more than minimum wage. And when you make more than minimum wage, well, hey, there you go. You're just making more than minimum wage, right? That, that's, that's a good thing. And then after that, you know what? I can hire those people. And they're going to be good people because they're going to be well-educated. They're going to be well-prepared. They're, they're just going to be ready to go. So, yeah, I'm going to donate money to get those people the knowledge, the skills, the training, the what, whatever is required so that I can hire them and pay them more than minimum wage. But guess what? Because I now have a, a better workforce, a bigger workforce, a, you know, a workforce that has the required skills that are needed, yeah, I'm going to make more money. Guess what? I, how is that bad? 
<laughs> how, how is that bad that they may structure things and shape change that benefit them? Because guess what? Do you see the cycle here? Well, because they now have more money, because they just did something, they improved their workforce through charity, through philanthropy, but now because they have even a bigger, a better workforce, they make more money. So, I mean, where's the next step in the cycle? Well, you know what? Let's, uh, well, let's do it again. Let's find another group of people. Hey, here's some philanthropy. Here's some charity. Go ahead. Get the required skills. Learn. Get educated. Okay, now I can hire you. Or, of course, you know, another company can hire you. And guess what? Now the workforce becomes more skilled. It becomes more knowledgeable. All done because of social pressure, allegedly. But... I don't understand how shaping things in a way that benefits them is a bad thing. It just, that's called good business. And now that's kind of bringing business down into the philanthropy area. But if it's good business, that just means more money, which means more philanthropy, which means more charity and giving, and you can help more people. That's sort of how capitalism pulls everybody out up. Instead of just pulling and taking all the money from the person and removing all their capital, because that's what the charity is, right? It's capital. It's capital being donated, sure, maybe with the intent of improving a workforce, but it's still capital. But if that person does not have that capital because some external force, <clears throat> the government decides to just take it all, I mean, let's be real. We, it's a documented fact, whether you are Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, Orange Party, you know, Polly Pocket Party. Can you tell I have three daughters? Anyways, it, it doesn't matter. We all know that the government is not very efficient with money. But when you have your own money and the government doesn't have all the, or, and that money doesn't have all the government fingers reaching in to take it as it works itself through the system, well, you can be much more effective with it. So to me, I, I, I just think that that proves regardless, I don't care if it benefits themselves, good. I mean, if it doesn't benefit them, then I mean, they're not going to be getting any more money. And if they don't get any more money, then it's going to be hard to do charity. But I would, I think a great charitable act would be, hey, Get educated, make yourself more worthwhile, because if you can make yourself more worthwhile, then you're going to make more than minimum wage. And then you, you can just have, uh, you know, a, a better life. Not that you, well, I mean, if you think that you're going to raise a family on minimum wage, that's just not going to happen. You need to be asking yourself, well, that, I guess that unintentionally, I kind of just segued into the next part and more so the mic drop right here. So the mic drop, right? I mean, the guy just, whoo. Oh man, I feel, I kind of felt sorry for the reporter. So again, from that accusation that we ju just went through, like I said, Schmidt says, well, that's certainly not my goal. So I, I, he should have just owned it and been like, yeah, that's my goal. But he said, that's certainly not my goal. Schmidt told Shapiro, once again, Shapiro being the reporter. And then Schmidt questions the reporter with this. What have I done in my career? I basically, so in other words, like, is the system flawed? Like I have become a billionaire, but does that mean there's some sort of structure or failure in the system that has allowed me to become a billionaire. That has allowed me to, to make all this money. So my question to you is, when he answers this, do you think that that, you know, do you think that this benefited anybody? Do you think that this benefited anybody to the, you know, the point of billions of dollars? Well, let's see, this is his response. What have I done in my career? I basically networked the world and got information in everyone's hands. I defy you to argue against making the average person smarter, Schmidt said. I mean, think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you even respond to that? Well, yeah. 
Well, is the reporter, is somebody going to say, well, you know, making the average person smarter, that's not a good thing. Like, that's not a service that you provided, making the average person smarter. I mean, that's not a good thing that you basically created a verb. Just go Google it. I mean, no, that's not. Of course, that's a good thing. And you are a total hypocrite to say otherwise unless you've never used. Now, maybe it's not Google. Maybe you've used Bing or Firefox. But guess what? Those are all, you know, for-profit companies. You're using a service because guess what? Those services are awesome. It's crazy to have a conversation. Be like, I, I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. Like back in the day, this is going to make me sound old. Like you had to go to a library, pull out the card catalog, go find a book. Hopefully it was in the book. I mean, however many of you remember, we're encyclopedias, right? Let's see, find A to, to B. And I mean, you got it. I mean, it took some work. Now what do we do? We pull out this little contraption from our pocket hit the home screen, boom, 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 type some stuff in, boom. We have access to knowledge, all sorts of knowledge. Now, knowledge, I mean, to an extent, this would probably be the downside is too much knowledge, like where it can reach the point of just being overwhelming. But I mean, yeah, if, if somebody, if I walked up to you and said, you know what, I have a way. I'm, I'm gonna connect the world. I'm gonna network the world in a way that makes the average person, everybody, literally smarter, and they, because they have access to knowledge at the, at their fingertips. And would you, oh, that really, if you could do that, I, I think that'd be a pretty valuable service. Yeah, it is a valuable service. And if you use any of these search engines, if you use Google, then you agree with me. It is a valuable service because if it wasn't valuable, if it was stupid, then you wouldn't use it, right? That's just basic common sense of business there. Make products, make services that people want. And that's what he was uh, in charge of leading. Hence, he's worth billions of dollars. I don't see that as being a flaw in the system. I see that as a system that is just simply rewarding what a lot of people apparently want. And I, I do think that a lot of people want to have knowledge at their fingertips. That's, that's not a bad thing unless you're anti-knowledge. So the question and what that really this boils down to, and this is whether you want to try to grow in your career, whether you want to try to start a business, whether anything, the question truly boils down to, what are you doing? What are you offering? Who is that going to benefit? To what extent is that going to benefit those people? And you should always be asking yourself, how can I benefit these other people? And how can I benefit them in the biggest way? And that's how you're going to make yourself an attractive candidate for either a promotion. That's going to help you give an attractive, you know, that's going to get your a business idea generating. But that's what it all, all boils down to. It's Schmidt was like, listen, I, I just connected the world. I, I led the ship in literally creating a verb. Google it. That's a valuable thing. That's a great thing. I mean, are you going to sit here and tell me that, you know, equipping average per person with more knowledge, anybody with more knowledge at, is a bad thing? Of course not. And that's how you need to be viewing things. What can you be doing? What are you now? Again, let's, if you are flipping a burger at McDonald's, I, I have nothing against that. Assuming that that's not like your, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is my, this, I've, I've accomplished my peak in life. I want to do this for the next 40 years. I, I, I would, would love to have a sit down conversation with you if that's your goal. So, but if it's just a stepping stone to get someplace else, totally fine. But my point is, look at somebody that flips a burger at McDonald's. Who do they benefit? Well, yeah, they benefit the customer coming through by, you know, flipping the burger, making the burger, and that person gets a burger. So yeah, I mean they benefit them in that way, but are they are they really 
changing anything. I, I, you get the idea, right? They're, they're, they're benefiting, but to a very small extent. However, you look at, and to take, I mean, we're going drastic. You, then you look at Schmidt and Google, and it's like, okay, yeah, well, this dude is equipping the world with knowledge at their fingertips. You can see the contrast, right? And the, you want to just get as far up that scale as possible. But instead of saying, well, it's just, it's a shame that those people make all that money. And this is, I think this is the great irony here. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, AOC and these people that are making these calculations, I, I don't know. So to be fair, I, 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 I have no idea, but I'm going to go ahead and wager to guess that AOC has searched for something on Google. I'm going to go ahead and say that she had, well, let me put it this way. I know for sure that she uses Twitter and Twitter, Jack Dorsey, that man is a billionaire, yet she has a problem with billionaires, yet she's using the product and service that a billionaire has created, just like a lot of other people, which is why Jack Dorsey became a billionaire, because a lot of people like Twitter. A lot of people use Twitter. Good job to, good job to Jack Dorsey. But for her to sit there and tweet about billionaires on a product that a billionaire created, it, you see the disconnect, right? Like, wait, wait a second. Of course he's a billionaire. You, along with many other people, apparently like the product he has created. So it's not a matter of it's just mean, it's just bad that they make all that money. It's no, they created something that other people like. Amazon, probably the best example, probably the prime example. No pun, in, no, pun definitely intended there. You get the idea, right? It's nice to sit online, click a few buttons, two days later, next day, something shows up at your door. Wow, I didn't even have to get out of my underwear for this one, you know? Fantastic. And that's what you want to be always asking yourself. If, is this choice, is this behavior, is this path I'm going to pursue, who is it benefiting? Now, yes, at the core, you want it to benefit yourself because you're, you're I mean, it's, it's your life, right? But what's in it for other people? If I am doing this, who's going to be benefiting? And to what extent are they going to be benefiting? And when you approach any situation, meaning, okay, I, I know there's, there's a potential promotion coming at work. All right. If that promotion would be to this spot, okay. You know, how can I best benefit? You know, what, what, and you can start to, it puts yourself in a framework of mind that you can start to focus on these other areas, which is very, very valuable and something that you definitely need to be doing. So just always remember that it's not a matter of, you know, money just raining from the sky and these billionaires just made money you know, grabbed it out of the sky. No, they have created something. And I, I assume I'm preaching to the choir right now and saying all this, especially if you're a longtime listener. I mean, you've heard me talk about this stuff over and over again, but I just love how Schmidt was like, wait a second, wait a second. I defy you to argue against making the average person smarter. Boom. Yes. Cause that's what Google did <laughs> made the average person smarter. And if you think that is bad, well, I guess Google exploited the world to make their billions by making the average person smarter. Oh, wow, that's a bad service. Oh, wow, that's a bad product to make the average person smarter. I mean, if, that's, if you don't like knowledge, then okay, I guess that's a valid argument. But if you're like, no, that's good, then I don't know what you're complaining about. I don't know how that's a bad situation. Uh, so just love the mic drop, but remember, just go about life in that way. How am I benefiting? Not how am I benefiting, but... How are my actions going to benefit other people? Will they even benefit other people? If so, to what extent? If it's very minimal, then yeah, you might want to reconsider doing whatever action or whatever you're thinking. You might want to reconsider it. But if you're like, wow, you know, that would benefit 
several people, and it would actually benefit them quite a bit. You know what? I'd say pursue that. I'd say nothing's guaranteed, but you, you very well may have a, a, a much better chance at a promotion as opposed to somebody that's just sitting there feeling entitled to a promotion. Well, I show up on time. I, you know, I sometimes I skip lunch and I'll work. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, that, that does benefit the company that you show up on time. But, I mean, a lot of people show up on time. So I don't, I don't know if that really benefits anybody that much given that a lot of people show up on time. But, I mean, just other things. So focus from that mentality, and, I, and you know, that is just the way to approach things because it forces you. It forces you to start to think and double-check about ideas and behaviors and, you know, any sort of kind of, you know, feedback that you're kind of having with yourself in your mind. It, it, it'll iron sharpens iron, and it's a great way to force yourself to do that. So that's all I have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah, get out there. Go through the thought process. Who am I benefiting by doing this, and to what extent am I benefiting? And you're going to put yourself in some great situations. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.